0: Are you ready to take a bite out of the competition? Are you looking for ideas to make your business better? Welcome to the Core Business Show with Tim Jacquet, sponsored by Apple Capital Group. At the core of every successful business, you'll find people making a difference. And with each episode of The Core Business Show, we talk with those people, examine those ideas, and explore the strategies that make them special. Now, the host of The Core Business Show, Tim Jacquet. Good
1: morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Core Business Show. I'm Tim Jacquet, your host. Today, I have an interview with comedian Jim... Uh, Melis, uh, we're gonna actually have a conversation over the next 15 minutes to talk about his his career as a comic and uh, how he actually marketed himself and manage himself and and how he comes up with his his comic routines. If you'd like to join the conversation, please feel free to call in at 347-324-3460, or you can pose a question in the chat room, or you can go ahead and email us at info at thecorebusinessshow.com.
2: Well, Jim, welcome to the show. Hi, hi, it's a pleasure to be here.
1: Thank you for coming on. I guess to begin with, our our listening artists always love personal stories from our guests. So if you don't mind, kinda of tell us about yourself and how you got started.
2: Well uh um uh I used to be a, a, a banker, a, a controller at a few <laughs> different banks. Uh, I was at a, 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 a for the for about twenty years. That you know, for the last uh, you know, I was at the, the different banks. I'm trying to remember them off the top of my head. You know, General Bank, Deutsche Bank, Bank of America. Then when the economy wasn't doing so well, I I, I moved to the uh, to a hospital and and that and recently I was. Uh, cfo at a college here in new york city for roughly about seven years or so and about um about a year about a year ago um, my wife and i my wife was about six months pregnant and you know we talked about it and and we decided hey you know i want to be at home i want to watch my son grow i want to be part Mm -hmm. of his life all the time so I decided to do it as a, you know, more of a, as a consulting basis, you know. So I made sure, you know, I left the school in good standing. The whole thing. So I, I still help out, you know, in, on a consulting basis, different companies that are struggling or in debt or, or whatever. But my my passion is is comedy, but, and um, uh, it's a weird way how I got into it. You know, so I've been a banker, a finance guy, always the suit and tie, the whole thing. And one day I was at a party and some guy that was in comedy said, "You know, you have a strange way of telling a story. You know, e- e- even when you're not trying to be funny, it's funny." So, I am like, "I guess thank you, I guess." <laughs> and he said, uh, "Um, why don't you uh why don't you write some stuff down and you know, I'll I'll get you some time on stage." So, I I wrote some stuff down again. This was about a maybe 12 Thirteen years ago, somewhere around then, and and I I wound up doing my first show ever at the Comic Strip Live here in New York, and that's wow. that's a that's a fancy. I mean, it's it's a great place. And all the comedy clubs, a lot of them don't look fancy when you see them. You know, the bathrooms smell real bad, the whole thing. But but they uh, they they're, they're this is where David Letterman and all those guys go to get top talent, you know, for their shows, um, you know, that's where Chris Rock and Seinfeld and uh, all those guys, Adam Sandler, all those guys were discovered and everything, so it's uh, it, it was pretty exciting, I was there, I, I actually puked twice before I went up, and now it's almost like a ritual, even before this phone call, uh, you know, any time <laughs> it's a public speaking type of thing, I, I kind of puked twice right before I go up and and uh, it, it it's something about being in front of crowds but it also helped me in the in the so I was doing it uh, more of a as a hobby at the beginning because i was a, a banker and all that but it also helped me give better presentations as a banker you know i would tell i wouldn't be afraid to tell stories of how the numbers make sense you know It it, it to, when you explain numbers to non-business people it, it doesn't uh it, it they get this glazed over look in their eye and they they Some of them fall asleep in the chair so i kind of make stories out of everything so people understand it you know make it present it very very nicely for them so so that's how i got into it it, 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 you know into comedy and and now i'm I'm, now that i'm i have more time and i have a lot more stuff to write about because i have a brand new son you know it's uh uh, uh, uh I'm doing it a lot more and traveling you know all over all over the country and things like that doing it so it's a lot of fun wow you know is it is there art
1: when it to uh, to car uh, for to be a comedian um uh, or uh, is just pure talent
2: um Well, well, it's. Uh, it, 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 I mean, there. Are, it is a little. You know, they are very talented guys out there that are very good. But uh, the, the 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 harder thing is you got to be persistent. I mean, there's tons of guys that are talented that are that I see never making it anywhere. But but you, the the biggest thing is you got to be persistent. You get a. You know, there's a there's a lot of us out there. A lot of comedians out there. There's a. Uh, you know, in fact, Manhattan and LA are saturated with them. I'm in Manhattan here, and and then, so so there's so to be, to to make it to actually get to the next level, you need to just keep going, keep doing it. You know, don't worry about it. If uh, you see another guy that's not as good as you, making it. You know, there's enough enough out there, enough work out there for everybody. You just got to be, keep being persistent and everything.
1: Wow. So when you actually sit and write your materials, how how your material come to you? Do you it just comes in the middle of the night or during the day, or is it a thought? Uh, well, how do you come with your material? Well,
2: well, there's there's many ways, uh, but but yeah, that I mean, the the stuff that comes up in the middle of the night is usually very good. You know, I always try to keep. Uh, <coughs> a recording or, or something that records, like my cell phone, something that records close by because, uh, you know, it, 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 I used to keep a notepad next to the bed or something, but when you do that, it's um, it, you're like, what, what does this mean the next day? You know, I, I wrote... Pink chairs and spaghetti, but I have no clue what that means. You know, the next day. So now I keep a recording while I actually say the joke, so this way I know the next day when I wake up what I was talking about <laughs> all that. But that, that's one way. But the bigger thing, the one most comedians do is you, you, you got to write. You got to keep writing. You got to sit in front of your computer or Notepad or whatever it is. Plant your butt in the chair. And, and just write and 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 every day at least spend some time a day like an hour a day a half hour whatever you got to do however you do it whatever your best way is get comfortable find the best part of your apartment or whatever wherever you like to write and just do it and and again 90% of the stuff is going to be crap you know but the whole thing about writing is you rewrite it you rewrite it. I might write 20 pages, and only use three lines from it. But the the thing is, you're eventually going to, you're building that muscle. It's like going to the gym and doing push-ups to get your arms strong, and that, it, it, this is building that muscle that writes. And eventually these things will come a lot easier to you. At the beginning it's tough because you're going to be sitting in front of a computer and just staring at it, but then you just write. You just keep writing about anything, and eventually it will come to you. But but I'll be everywhere. I'll be at a restaurant. I'll be at my family's house. That's where I get tons of the information. Anytime I can't think of something, I go visit my parents and all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I make fun of my wife and my son. It's uh, very, very, uh, very interesting and all that stuff. Where I get it, but the biggest thing is you you um, just—I do make a lot of notes. Like I have this little, uh, little memo thing on my on my phone where I make tons of notes and all that stuff. So, so um, you know, if an idea comes to me, I could expand on it when I when I write it home later that day or later the next day. That kind of thing. So wow. so so it's uh it's it's very uh it's very good, but most comics you'd find do this.
1: Okay, we're gonna take a short break. We're going to be back in a moment, um, and uh, we're gonna talk about I guess the people who influenced you and people you watched in the past as you you uh, into your profession. We'll be back in a moment with the Corporate business show. I'm Tim J K Host, talking to uh, Jim, Melis. We'll be back in a moment.
0: You're listening to The Core Business Show, sponsored by Apple Capital Group. Apple Capital Group in Jacksonville, Florida, is a commercial lender that specializes in asset-based loans, equipment leasing and financing, invoice financing, commercial real estate loans, and asset-based financing in the U.S. and Canada. Apple Capital Group is a direct lender that lends on their private equity investment portfolio. 90% of most loans are decided within two hours, and vendor funding within 24 hours after documents are completed with a one-page application. No slow no's, just a quick decision and a fast yes. To get more information about lending from Apple Capital Group, call 866-611-7457. That's 866-611-7457 to speak with one of our loan specialists. Or visit us right now at applecapitalgroup.com. Welcome back to The Core. Once again, here's Tim Chetang. And
1: we're back with Jim Meele's comedian. Jim, there was a movie um, in the late 80s called Punchline, I think, with Tom Hanks. And it talked about, the. I'm not sure it was based on um, the uh, comedy house you mentioned earlier. But is that the way things are as a comedian? Uh, your struggles... Uh, you practicing with our audience to try to get a punchline?
2: Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. So the the movie, I remember it vaguely because it was so with long Tom ago. Tom Hanks I and Solid Fields? feels. Yeah, yeah, I saw it a long, long time ago, but I remember it, and and it was it kind of got my juices flowing way back then when I was a kid. <clears throat> but uh, but yeah it, it, there's also another movie out there that Seinfeld put out called Comedian and and that one is also pretty pretty accurate that's that's um, basically it's it's Seinfeld's life after uh, after the TV show and how he wanted to break into being a comedian again and how hard it is and it was him and a, and a younger comedian and their parallels and their struggles like here's a guy that's been there made it and another guy that's trying to make it and it kind of kind of it, it kind of gives you an idea but but yeah it's very it's very tough like you might write something you think it's funny you try it out on your your wife or your family and they think it's funny but then you go on stage and and nothing happens or it or or they laugh at a different a different line there so so you need to the, the the biggest thing they tell comics is you need stage time you, that's the most important thing stage time stage time to, so so you do it everywhere you do it everywhere and you kind of perfect the, the your stuff you, you kind of change things, tweak things constantly. You're constantly tweaking things there. So, so that's. But yes, it's very. You're you're in front of. I think your question was, is it is it like that? Do you have to keep doing it in front of the audience and all that? That's the only way. It's kind of like a love affair with the audience. You got to keep it going. All that.
1: And I, I remember the uh, his movie the the comedian. Is there a scary thing, uh I know you can go to your family and your family's gonna laugh at everything you, you say and your friends are gonna go with you but your audience is gonna be really honest with you. If you're gonna be funny or you're not gonna be funny, how yeah. can you make that connection with your audience? Um there's something that worked with one audience is not working with this one. Because I, I, you know, you're on stage, so lights are gleaming. You can barely see your audience, and you have all these people here, who's going to either laugh or just going to not give you any inspiration, no, and going to sap all your energy out of you. How can you keep your your mind focused to reach them when you can barely see them in the lights?
2: <laughs> well, the first thing, remember, I told you when I first started. I um, when I first get up there, I'm, um, my heart's pounding, and and um, I I get up there and I'm, uh, you know, kind of like when you're going up that roller coaster. You know, you're starting to get nervous and nervous, and then when you go over the hump and go down, you're saying hooray and all that stuff. So after I get my first laugh. Then I kind of relax a little bit, it, it, or even when I grab the mic and and just look at the lights, I kind of relax a little bit. I don't even need the first laugh. Just just getting up there, I'm like, okay, it's done. I'm here, so let me let me go with it. And all that stuff. So, what, 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 but again, it, I tell stories. I don't usually tell one-liners or anything like that. I tell stories. So basically everyone usually 99% of the time usually people relate to the, the stories because they're about my family, my wife and and no matter what your race or your religion is or what type of family you have you're going to relate to this one way or another you know because this is stuff that happens to everybody so and, and that <laughs> that you know like uh you, you know maybe your parents aren't like mine 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 are yours might have been loving and sweet and nice, you know, mine mine weren't so sweet and happy and nice. I mean, uh, my dad would give me advice all the time, like, Jim, everything happens for a reason, but sometimes the reason is, you're stupid, and you make bad decisions. You know stuff like that was what my dad would say. <laughs> but you know, and, and my mom was just as bad. But I come from a Greek family, and even though they were rough around the edges, everyone gets it. You know, everyone either has been there, has that, or knows somebody that's been there. So it's again like a love affair with the audience. Like the minute they they get your story, they laugh where they're supposed to. You know, they're getting you. They, you know they click and and then and I've also done shows at the beginning where I, you know to get my uh, thin my my skin thicker you know I I've, I've tried to do shows where people normally aren't listening you know like a, I'll even ask you know promoters can you put me on during the check spot or at the beginning when nobody's listening, the check spot is when they're paying their bill, you know, and no one's paying attention. And I, I go in there very quiet. I'm not screaming or anything. I'm very, you know, mellow when I walk on the stage, suit and tie. In fact, I have my coffee cause I've been up really early, you know, either taking care of the baby or whatever. So it's nighttime. I'm with a big cup of coffee and I go in there very quietly and, and, like a minute or two into it, I got them leaning in at the edge of their seat wanting to hear what the next story, next part of the story is. So it's it's exciting stuff for me there. Wow. And and, and the you know, worst day on stage, you know, the worst day ever is still better to me than the best day when I was in the finance world and all that, believe it or not.
1: <laughs> wow. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> you know, people are generally are funny. If you just sit there and watch them, any course of the day, things are just, you can get your materials all around you. There are some comics that work on people. Some comics work on things. Uh, which one is the most effective? Is telling stories of people or doing one-liners? Because then you only can do so many one-liners. But is it yeah. all about the story and how you deliver that story?
2: Well, well, it, it it's different. I mean, that uh, you know, you know, it, like there's observational humor, like like Seinfeld, where he <clears throat> took apart he, he he I call like a wordsmith. He he um he t- picks apart something to the very finest detail of it, and and explores it all different ways. So there's comics like that. There, there, there's comics who go on stage with a hammer and they crush a watermelon you know things like that and then there, there, there's the ones that tell stories and and again i i, I kind of gravitate towards those you know george carlin did a little of both you know he told stories but but it was observational humor too and and it, it's, a, I think it's all the way it works. I mean, Rodney Dangerfield was the one liner guy. I mean, nobody can match him on how many laughs per minute he would get. I think the norm is like three or four laughs a minute. You know something like that. You know, if you're doing that, you're one of the top comics around. And, and Rodney Dangerfield was around seven or eight. last a minute, double that because he he just did the quick one-liners and never stopped. You know that kind of thing. So, so I'm, um, you know, it, it all depends, like what type of, uh, what type of thing you are. But for for me, I like to get them to know about me, to know what my life's like, what it's really. And, and I think, to me, I like the comics that go in there, and, and you know, I don't. I mean, there are comics that might do nasty humor that just make fun of people and those guys do very well too but i kind of like the ones that go in deep and tell you a little bit about themselves that that kind of you know that's a little bit different than than the the regular guy that does a a one-liner or something like that Wow. But, and, and I think a lot of comics are doing that. In fact, you need to this day and age. There's so many comics out there, you need to break out. You need to be different. And that's, what, that's why I kind of go and do stuff that, you know, not, not everyone does. Like, I go up there and I talk about how great it, my life is with my wife. And, and most comics go the other route. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I talk about how th- th- we do have misunderstandings, things like that, but, you know, I, I, most comics would probably just totally make fun of their wife. I do that, too, but in a different way. It's a more—it's it, obvious that I'm nuts about her and all that stuff. It's also obvious that I'm not nuts about my ex-wife and all that stuff. So I make fun of uh, everybody. If you come near me, I mean, I might even have you on the next show. Talk about you the next time. And all that stuff.
1: Wow! How is that when you actually interact with telling people that you personally know and they hear it? Uh, I'm sure they're gonna be shocked the very first time, but <laughs> how how can you you smooth that over and say, "Hey, I just you're my best friend, but I'm gonna talk about you."
2: <laughs> oh, oh, they love it. I mean, my parents. Love it, and again, I don't talk about my parents like in the best light, but they love it. They're, they're proud. They're actually not embarrassed at all. They, they you know, um, in fact, my 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 dad was like, "I'm royal. I want royalties. I'm the guy that calls you an idiot and makes you <laughs> funny. I want. You're always talking about me." And, and, and and my mom, my mom, like, um, I think their attention span is a little short, though, because I don't think they get, get in deep, because I, I, I make fun of them constantly and all that. I mean, if you see some of my videos, you'll see. I mean, it's either my nephew or my son or my, my wife or my parents or my friends. I mean, and, and everybody's fair game. But, again, my stuff isn't nasty. It's not mean, so it's not like um you know, it's it's not like a, I mean they they I, I don't put them in the best light, but I also make fun of myself too. So it's kind of like a it, it's it's not nasty, but it's it's it, they get it. It's relatable and it's true too. <laughs> That's the funny part.
1: Let's talk about legends. You know, this past decade have produced really some phenomenal uh, legends. Uh, I mean, we're talking about just even recently, Phyllis Diller, you have Bob Hulp, I mean, you just can go endless of comics uh, that we have reels of and videos from the past century. Uh, any of those legends, the real old legends, really stood out that say, as a child, you say, well, oh, I really like that. You know, they're so funny. You know, I think of Mom and Pa Kettle, and they're just regular old people but they were really funny the way they did things with all their children, but is there some <laughs> some of them that that speaks to you is it the bob hope or lucille ball or or Bill Cosby any of those those legends back uh the turn of uh you know the fifties and sixties seventies uh, that was really funny that spoke to you.
2: Yeah, well, well, I I have a lot of uh, heroes like that. I mean, um, I, I I love Bill Cosby the way he he tells a story. And and again, <clears throat> not to say that I'm as good as him, but my humor is like his. Like if you read his humor, like if you if someone wrote down what he said on stage. Half of that, you would say it isn't funny, but it's the way he says it, the way he performs it that does it. Like, no other comic can do what Bill Cosby does. Like, you, you just try it out. Read what he says, and you'll say it's not really funny. But when you see him on stage, you fall off your chair laughing. And And, and so I kind of like his style, and that's sort of how my style is like if you just read some of my jokes you'd be like what it doesn't it's not the most hilarious thing but when i say it i mean i have people falling off their seats and all that stuff there i mean I, and and again it's very uh so i kind of try to mimic him but i i love eddie murphy who was very the opposite of me he was very dirty very lively very in your face and i love richard Pryor. and you know the same thing you know he he dug in deep george carlin was another one i liked a lot because he he kind of you know he was brilliant and he cut things down to their to their tiniest detail but but he was also a storyteller as well and and so i i kind of like him too and Again, the newer guys, Chris Rock and Seinfeld, they kind of developed everything all those other guys were doing, and they just took it to the next level too. So I kind of, I kind of like um, those are the people that I that I looked up to. But there's there's tons more. There's tons, there's tons more. But those were the the biggies. Again, guys like R- R- Rodney Dangerfield and uh, uh, Joan Rivers. They. they um, they they kind of laid the groundwork for a lot of comics today too so you can you can go back and and the same thing bob hope as well i mean so so if you if you kind of go by generation you'll see the the older ones started out and then the the ones after them developed it more and the ones after them developed the style even more so i kind of have a bunch of heroes there and but I, I remember I used to memorize all the Bill Cosby and George Carlin records that I had, and that kind of thing when I was young. Wow!
1: So you know,
2: um,
1: you know, some people like I remember the story of Phyllis Diller just recently. And it, she came up in the '60s, actually in the middle of her near middle age, and she started her career, and it bloomed from there this is an amazing amazing story from a housewife uh and from the 60s uh she started her career and it just blossomed from there and she had a her own unique style is it was is it something about telling a story that you need to always be mindful of uh as she delivers and Bill Cosby delivers George Carlin delivers is it something about that delivery if you are coming up in uh, as a comedian You need to be focused on this Regardless, it's still about the story This is how you should tell the story How should you tell a person to tell a story?
2: Well it, it, you, you you first write it down The way you see it and all that but, And then you go in and say Does this does the way I'm telling it, it capture the essence? Does it capture the funny? Am I using – this isn't a book. So when you're on the stage, you people have short attention spans. There's things going on. There's waitresses walking by. There's lights. There's music. Sometimes you might even be in a – so the, any useless words. That's why it's a lot of rewriting, too. You might write something – and then rewrite it about 50 times before you get it right but you need to cut out all the extra stuff it's not the same as writing a book you can't make it all so you got to describe this scene describe how how the people are talking and looking at each other describe what they felt what they how they looked what they were wearing but very, very concisely. It, it, it's actually, you're editing constantly. You might have to take the word of out, the word the out. You have to use less adjectives, use better better words. You can't, you can't, um, you, you, you got to be, that's the hardest part. You got to always... Be looking at the time because you're going to lose their attention if you're sitting there telling a long-winded story. And 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 you got to have jokes in it. You can't you can't just tell a story <laughs> and, and expect people to get the funny parts on their own. You got to paint the picture beautifully with it and and get get to the funny quickly. It, it can't just be a it, you know, it, it can't just be like, a, like you know, something where I'm going to tell them, ah, I'll wing it, I'll just tell them about my wife or something like that. It's got to be, you got to have a point, a, a, a setup, a middle, an end, and, 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 and there's a way to it. A little bit is talent. Some people can do it off the cuff. I mean, I think uh, there was some guys, I think Howie Mandel was one of them. He would just point to someone in the audience, and say, what do you do, and just start talking to them, and go off like that, I mean, I can go off on tangents as well, you know, if something's happening in the room, I can, I can go off that way too, but you got to be able to get to the funny quickly, all that stuff, and and make, and describe it all well, so, so that's why people gravitate, a lot of comics gravitate to the one-liners, because you're getting to the funny right away, but, it, it, I think it's a little bit more talent to to get into the story, tell them a little bit about you, describe something in detail. Be a little different, because anyone can tell a one liner like and get the same amount of laughs as somebody else. But telling a story, that that's an art. That's an art to it, and it takes a lot of work. And you know, you you do need talent, but it takes a lot of work too to keep doing it consistently
1: well any story you like to leave us with um either one of your stories you want to share with us and uh, and when you close that kind of tell us where you uh, where we can find your information your website and if they need to reach out to you
2: okay well well i mean um let's see the story i'd like to leave you with basically um you know I guess um, I, I, again, I started in the finance world, and and I started out late in the comedy world. Like most of these guys, like uh, uh, you know, started in their teens, you know, 13 years old or 14, doing comedy constantly in the clubs, and, and you know, now they're big. I, I started only 12 years ago, so I was a little bit past it but but it's exciting it's, and i'm doing what i love and i've never been happier so it's a it's a great it's a great thing and i um, we uh we uh basically um i wanted to say we it, so i i even set up a, a a charity too because of the finance part of me i i wanted to help help uh charities you know because we have a son our son grayson that just popped out we had him in our 40s many people told us You know, it'd be hard to have a healthy baby in your 40s, and they were all like, why are you being so selfish, you know, parents, friends? You know, people even in the medical community, all were saying, you know what the chances are having a healthy baby. And but needless to say, they we did it anyway. We had a great, happy, healthy kid. He's always laughing. He's always having a great time. I mean, I chased him around. Yesterday, he was licking the 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 Clorox and the Lysol bottles. And I don't know what it is with babies. They're always trying to kill themselves. Like you know, he's he's <laughs> reaching for the knives. I mean, and he's. Happy too. I don't. I don't know. But anything he touches goes in his mouth. But anyway, because of him, he inspired me also to put a, a charity together. And I don't know. I think you're from the business world. You might know that it takes a long time. It took us a year to get this 501c3 set up, which means anyone who donates gets. Tax deduction, you know, it gets it's a tax deductible donation, you know. So it it, it took a long time to set that up because the mission of the charity can't be to give money to Jim. It has to be something real, something serious. <laughs> so that, so that the charity it's called making a difference, one laugh at a time and and the website we wanted to make it short we didn't want to make that whole thing the website but it's givingbackisgood.org is the website you know and we do shows and with fancy comedians and me and and and, and uh, we we kind of um give all the the profits to to the charity the last one Was for kids, kids in distress situations, and they basically give food and clothing and things like that to kids that need it. And and we're doing another show this uh october twenty third at Gotham in New York, which is the one where you see on t v the last comic standing you know the one in new york so it, it it's a nice place, everybody loves it, and all the money goes to the charity and everything so so because so I kind of intertwine the finance stuff and the comedy stuff together to help uh Charities out, get their fundraising going, all that stuff. So, and, 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 you know, I guess that's the story I'd, I'd leave you with. And um, unless uh, you want me to make fun of somebody, <laughs> something like
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jim, I really appreciate you coming on the program. And that website, your website, and your charity website again is?
2: Oh, my website is easy. And you can also find the charity there, too. It's jimmellis.com. So J I M M E L I S dot com, and the charity website is uh, givingbackisgood.org dot because it's a not for profit there. Great. And, and again, the next show for giving for for the charity is is at October twenty twenty third, like a week before Halloween. If anyone's in New York City, it, it, it's a great show and a lot of fun. And even the food is good at this comedy club. <laughs> wow. Well thank you for
1: giving your time to us this morning. Uh we spent a little bit uh more than thirty minutes, but thank you for spending this time with us. Oh,
2: thank you for having me. Okay. Thank have, you. Have a Jim. great Take time. care. Same bye. here. Take care. Bye bye.
1: Again, this has been a production of The Core Business Show. This is Tim Jacquet, your host. You can download this episode on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, or you can go to the website, The Core Business Show, and download it there. Everybody, thank you for listening. Have a great day and take care. I'm Tim Jacquet, your host.
0: Thank you for listening to The Core Business Show with Tim Jacquet.